Welcome to the Ambitious Africans podcast, where you get to steal timely tips to advance or switch your career, increase your income streams, and impact other young people you know. This podcast is home for you if you're a young professional or an entrepreneur who is passionate about advancing your career and building great communities. I am your host, Super Secho, a development worker in the entrepreneurship education space, a content creator, and a DIY sewing tutor. Support this podcast by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and if you're someone who likes to go the extra mile on things, then please share this episode with another ambitious African you know. Check in on Instagram, link up on LinkedIn, and see you on YouTube with the link in the description box below. Let's go into today's episode. Today's episode is dedicated to you, If you always feel like you're not doing enough, that you have to try something new. You have to chase a new idea, chase a new project or build something new from scratch every single time. It's also for you if you don't feel like what you're doing is flashy enough or is celebrative enough. Today's episode will not only talk about the flashy or shiny object syndrome, but we'll try to convince you about why focus is very important as an ambitious African. So this topic wasn't originally part of the topic ideas I had put together for season two. I was thinking along different things, but it just hit me, you know, something I had observed for myself and other young change makers or change leaders out there. And then I realized there is a lot of shiny object syndromes all around me. And being somebody who is super guarded on the kind of content I consume or the kind of things I listen to as much as possible, I realized it was important for me to check back in with myself to know if any of this, you know, shiny object syndrome around was being projected on me without me knowing. And so I put together this quote um, that I posted on the the Ambitious Africans podcast Instagram page. If you're not following us, please, where have you been? Go follow us and, yeah, connect with us there. So I I posted there. I, I just wrote shiny object syndrome and then the definition, which in this case was the tendency to constantly chase after new projects, new ideas instead of focusing on the one project that was right in front of you. And then I shared it on the Instagram page and a lot of you came back asking me, where's the link to this episode? Where's the link to this episode? And I was thinking it wasn't actually an episode. It was just a thought I I had come to or a learning had come to, I thought I would share. And I feel a lot of us, really relate to this, especially if you're surrounded by very ambitious people or very ambitious young people for that matter. If you're listening to this podcast, you're most likely probably in university or grad school or you just finished and you have friends who are, you know, very high achieving people 
who are doing amazing things. Some have started businesses, some have started community community projects or initiatives, some are moving on to, you know, grad school or, you know, the next steps, you know, you're surrounded by people who are very, very ambitious and are, and are just pushing the limits on what's possible. And they're just, they're just not only inspiring you, but they're like they're really <laughs> stretching your capacity on what you could be and as much as this is an exciting position to be in to have friends who motivate you directly or indirectly in such a manner as as much as possible you want to always check back in with yourself and try to assess what that is leading you to do and not only to check back what that's leading you to do, but always check the motivations behind the things you finally do. And that's what the shiny object syndrome is totally trying to illuminate for us, right? It's saying that, for example, you have friends who are doing you know amazing things in their businesses, they're starting new projects, they're starting new things. You hear today they've started a new business, the next day they started another business and they, like they always started new things right and being caught up in that high of that or that cycle of that high from starting new things and announcing it and and that's another thing i call i call it the big announcement syndrome that would be something we'll discuss later so people are always announcing something they started, something they're pushing, something they're trying to promote. And it's always making you feel like, oh, this person is always up to, up to something new or something fresh or something exciting. And they get a lot of applause and it looks so flashy and just that high of attention and celebration gets to your head so much that you want to stay there. And... For most people, because they want to stay there, they, they start new things every single time, even without realizing. And it's one of the things that can be very, very tempting and very, very dangerous because if you're always starting new things because of this high brings you this new resolution that you're going to do amazing things now, you're going to build this and build that because granted you're also a creative and and an innovative person you always want to slow things a bit down and try to build new skill sets that will prevent you from always starting new things and what i mean is this it's not enough to start things okay it's it's not enough to start things when you start things you have to finish them and when you finish them, you close it well, you end it well, you complete it to its final stages, and then you can go to the next. That's that's what the, that's what the, a cycle of a project, an initiative, or any other thing should have. And for you to come to the closure of a certain initiative or a project, it takes a lot of time, and it requires a lot of skills. And those skills are not always things that people will celebrate. I don't know if I make sense, but I hope I'm I'm really speaking to you. Okay. They are not things that would require celebration. Starting a new project is one, it's like, you know, this iceberg analogy people always share. That when you look at an iceberg, you only see a tip of it. 
But what's actually under the water is a huge mass of ice that you don't see. That is the same way that continuing and completing new initiatives or projects require. And they are not flashy. They are not things people clap, <laughs> clap you, uh, clap for you for, right? So you start a new business, you announce that people are like, whoa, you done well, congratulations. They are sharing it, they are commenting, they are, you know, some are calling you, how can I support, and you're doing all that. You have to always check back in with yourself that, yes, you started this project for a reason, and until that reason or that mission is achieved, you can move on to that next thing. And that is where discipline comes in okay discipline comes in where you stay true to the mission or to the reason for that project was started and you combine your skill sets with other people who might have who might not be so interested in these social media celebrations and all these things but they are they are hardcore implementation operations people and these people will always remind you, always keep you on track and ask you, okay, now you want to start this. What are the metrics? Well, how do we measure that this has come to a successful end? For example, if you're if you um, starting a business, you're saying that for the first phase of announcing the business, you're saying that beyond the announcement, you're trying to move people to like your social media pages or to order their first products from you, or to get referrals from you. If you make those metrics as the things you measure by, and you have somebody who is so driven to, to meet goals in that way, they, they are able to help you build that discipline of sticking to what really matters, because the celebration is not what really matters. Bringing it to a successful end is what matters. And how do we prevent ourselves from being caught up in the shiny object syndrome? Two things. One, always check in with yourself why you're doing something or why you're starting something. Always check in if that, the time you are in or the season you are in in your life can accommodate that new development or that new project. So you have a business running, you have your own job, you have your nine to five, for example, you have a side hustle, you're doing a lot of things, asking yourself, um, do I want to add a YouTube channel to my to the things I do? You have to assess yourself and ask if you really want to do that because beyond starting you have to sustain it. And would would it be easy for you to sustain it in your current life or in your current season of life? If you do those checks within yourself, then you'd realize, okay, maybe I can work on this thing without announcing it or without telling anybody about it. I can work on it, put together drafts, put together anything that I need to do, you don't have to announce it. You have to do like the back, <laughs> the background work and then keep it so that when you are actually ready, you're just, you know, picking <laughs> what you already prepared and then flying with it. 
The second thing you also want to do when you're starting new projects is to always, always set key metrics for yourself before you start. Let me give you a case in point. So when we start, when COVID hit, and for those who don't know, I teach sewing in a, you know, quick, fun and easy sewing lessons for um, African millennial women. And when COVID hit, I realized that there was this growing need for nose masks. And when we when we decided to give our COVID-19 response in this case, when I say we, I mean my fashion agency, the Tony Fashion Agency. When when we decided to give a COVID response, I I I, I checked back with the team I work with and asked them what will be our response. I mean, we teach people how to sew and people have to wear masks and then we don't have enough masks for hospitals. So can we sew masks? And at the time, nobody in Ghana was sewing masks that I knew about. Maybe they were, but I didn't know about Nobody was sewing masks. And that was very early April. So I asked myself, why did I want to, why did I want to teach people how to make masks? Why was I investing myself into learning how to make masks using CDC, FDA approved patents and procedures? Before I even announced that I, you know, we were running this project to teach people how to make their own mask and things, I spent like days researching a ton of things online, a ton of patterns, a ton of watching a ton of videos online, watching so many videos, and you know, trying to assess resources that I could use to build my knowledge on how to make the right mask that was not only functional but was 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 saving lives and I didn't announce it for for days when I when I was ready to announce it I had the the <laughs> you know I had I had to deal with myself and asking myself do I really want to do this cuz I'm always trying to check in with myself if I really want to do something because I genuinely want to do it. And that's a different story for another day. But I got to the the understanding that I was not doing it because I wanted um, celebrations or claps online. I was doing it because I realized it could make an impact. And I wouldn't want to stand in my way to make an impact in that case. And that was the reason for my announcing it on social media, running those classes for free. We had we had um, a total of six people. So that was my reason for announcing it on social media. And at the end of the day, we had over 166 people signing up for the online classes to make their own mask. And they came from six countries across the world, the U.S., um, Liberia, Nigeria, Ghana, um, I think Dubai, and one more country I've forgotten. But yeah, that was that was the impact we made, and we we had stories of students, like medical students or doctors, who were who were making these masks and sharing with their neighbors, and it was phenomenal. I felt so, I was so excited about the impact it made. And so that's what you want to do, actually, for yourself. You always want to check in for, 
for with yourself if you're doing this because it's a shiny object syndrome <laughs> for you it's something that makes you feel good because it makes it makes you feel like you two are doing something right or you are doing it because you genuinely want to see something change and then that brings it that brings me to my second point you need to invest in skill sets that sustain initiatives or businesses or ideas simply put right you need to teach yourself skill sets that can help you manage ideas manage the focus on one idea to fruition before you jump on the other for most people who are always caught up in the shiny object syndrome they're genuinely doing it because that's all they know they just know how to start things but they didn't know how to drive things to up to an end and you cannot excuse that <laughs> with your inability to build sustainable things you can't you can't just say be as for you you're a starter you don't know how to complete whatever and by the way i really don't i really don't like it when people talk like that oh as for me this is how i am oh this is how i am as if it's a flag of self-awareness they want to hoist <laughs> um to cover up for their genuine incapac- incapabilities that they could they could better right so do not be like one of those people do not be like those people in in, in actual fact ask yourself what are some of the things that you need to keep your business your idea or project running to a, to completion and teach yourself those skills i'm saying you should teach yourself those skills i'm not saying you should you should team up with somebody who have those skills i'm saying you should you should learn those skills yourself for a very important reason because once you are getting you you put yourself in that space to learn those skills you realize how it is awfully important to sustain and complete these ideas than it is to just start them then it makes you build the discipline you need to drive change to the very end or to drive change to completion So if you're learning these skills, if you're learning how to run operations, you're learning how to track progress, you're learning how to implement, you're learning how to monitor and evaluate. When you're learning these things, it automatically puts you in this mind space that even when you even when you hear somebody else talking about something they started, you're always asking yourself, how are they driving this to completion? What's what's the plan to keep it moving to completion or they're just once you give yourself that benefit of of those skills it will it will help you appreciate why it's not only important to start things but it's very important to bring them to fruition and why those skills matter in my opinion way more than just announcing that you started something so give yourself that opportunity to fully weigh the relevance of completing projects or ideas so that you can appreciate the need for the discipline to make it happen then obviously you can team up with somebody who's great at it and then both of you can work your way through one thing i have realized that most entrepreneurs in this case do not do not particularly pay attention to is the operation side of their of their business If you don't know already, I am somebody who wants to simplify to amplify. When I say simplify to amplify, I like to keep things simple 
the simplest way so that it's sustainable to maintain and it's sustainable to replicate. So when I say simple, I'm charging you to beat down your business into two main categories. For a startup, it's two main categories, the operation side and then the marketing side. A lot of entrepreneurs love to market their businesses because that's what drives sales anyways. But if you look at the back end of their business, you realize everything is a mess. They don't know how to keep keep their financials together. They don't have a, you know, a, a journey for a customer journey put together. They are always starting things from scratch. They, are, they can't automate a lot of things of their business if you ask them to. So a lot of things they have to do over and over and over again. They don't even know. They don't even have um, software or uh, tools that they can use to issue out receipts to track their payments. For example, they don't even have saved documents. So if there's their business registration, a copy of it saved to the to a Google Drive. Um, if it is captions, they're always posting online. They don't even have. They don't have like saved documents of a lot of things that they are repeatedly doing and i realized that that was that was one of the things that was hurting a lot of businesses because then you're always moving at whim right you're always moving at whim because if somebody if somebody comes to you and says oh i want to buy something you have to start the conversation from scratch and type out every single thing type out every single response they ask you for prices you have to type it out (laughs) Oh, by yourself. That is just one example, right? But if you simplify to amplify, you you're able to ask yourself, what are what are some of the parts of my business that I'm repeatedly doing that I should document and put aside, so that even though I don't like to do it, I can ask someone else to do it, and the person will be will easily understand what to do just by reading the instructions on it or something like that and that's that's simplified to amplify if you want me to discuss this in detail like go very granular on this let me know um (laughs) in in our in, in your feedback on the podcast on ig yes but what i was trying the point i was trying to make was that a lot of entrepreneurs do not teach themselves the operation side of their business and they're always chasing the marketing side because it's so easy and it's fun and it looks flashy and it makes you feel like you're doing something it gives you the accolades but you're hurting your business in the end because at the end of the day your business is not founded on structures it's founded on instagram posts and likes and shares which is not sustainable so you need to stop chasing the shiny things. You need to stop chasing the applause of people. You need to stop chasing the celebrations online and give yourself the discipline of doing the back, the background work or the back end work and then enjoy the back end work. So that when you're always coming back at the front lines to announce new things or build new things or, or announce new projects, you know that you can back it up with action to completion. I hope I have communicated. So I'm going to ask you this question. Do you feel like sometimes you have the shiny object syndrome? How have you tried overcoming it? Let me know in our Instagram page. 
can send it to me as a dm or you can comment in the comment section yeah let's let's have that discussion i really want to know what are some of those instances you were like this thing that i shared it was solely because i i had <laughs> shiny object syndrome let me know